Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I'm Craig Williams, and I will be guiding along our roundtable discussion today with my great, great friends, including Hannah Anderson. Happy holidays. Chris Vorbeck. Hi there. Great to be here. And Rhino. Hello. Hello, everyone. How's everyone uh, doing? This is our uh, our final live show right before Christmas. Are we all are we all in good spirits today? Are we ready to have some uh, fun talking about Disney? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh well, well. It's it's the holidays, and we're all in misery. So <laughs> okay, so. I feel like uh, we have Chris on the uh, the more positive spectrum today. We have Hannah at the miserable side, and then Rhino's just somewhere right in between. I'm so. on uh, the edge of a nervous breakdown is where I feel like I'm <laughs> resting. I, so Merry even, Christmas to the children. <laughs> you're not even on that branch then. It's okay. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Obviously, there was a little bit of news. If uh, you're watching this live in the moment or listening later on today, we had a nice... Uh, attraction announcement that we'll talk about in a little bit plus what is coming in 2024 and then we're going to go over our uh, christmas wish list that we have for disney it's uh, you know a little bit of a open-ended conversation where we say hey disney if you're looking to give us something for 2024 uh, it'd be great if you would deliver it this christmas with some big announcements so we will get to all that in a second before we get there though i want to remind you this is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel if you like our content you want to support Support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, it costs you no extra money, and you get to work with one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. We have two on our show today. Both Hannah and uh, and Chris are are excellent travel agents with Dreams Unlimited Travel. So if you want to support them, you want to support us, head to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and get a free no-obligation quote for your next Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, uh, Disneyland Vacation, Universal, Orlando, and beyond all the different destinations that we we serve. But uh, what do you say we just jump right into the big news of the morning? And that is that The Little Mermaid, a musical adventure, will be coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios in fall 2024. Now, this is going to be utilizing the space where you currently have uh, the shuttered attraction Voyage of the Little Mermaid in the animation courtyard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, yeah, if you've also been just like me and many people out there saying it's a shame that that space is just being wasted, well, it won't be for much longer because a new Little Mermaid show is being put in that space and uh, it's going to utilize live actors like before as well as puppets. So like in the concept art, uh, you could see Sebastian and Flounder, you know, those those puppets are still going to be part of the show as well. So it's not like we're just watching screens. Uh, it's not going to be a new take based on the live action movie. This is inspired completely by the um, animated classic and 
Uh, they're definitely going to spruce up the theater. They're going to add new effects. Uh, they're also adding a new song. Kiss the Girl is going to be part of it. So the concept art released that showcases what it could look like during the Kiss the Girl segment. And uh, yeah, so Little Mermaid fans have a lot to be excited about with this announcement. Uh, I, you know, I'm very positive about this change. I think anything uh, taking the space of the theater is uh, a positive addition for Hollywood Studios and Walt Disney World. I would have liked to have seen a different show featured in here, not based on The Little Mermaid. I feel like we already have enough Little Mermaid because of the addition of the attraction in Magic Kingdom. But, you know, I, I guess it's also, it's been there for how many years and people still love The Little Mermaid and the live action movie obviously kept that intellectual property fresh in a way. So why not go back to Little Mermaid? But uh, what what what's our group think about this? Uh, Hannah, what what do you think about it? I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm excited that they're using the space. Anything in that area is an improvement. I'm kind of just sad for that whole area of Hollywood Studios, to be honest. Um, I do go to the Disney Junior Show um, quite a bit, and I feel like that needs a refreshment too. Uh, and then, of course, the Star Wars Launch Bay. I just I don't know. I, I wish we were getting more. Maybe we will, but um, I think the addition of Little Mermaid or refreshing it is much needed in that space. Um, I wish it wasn't taking so long. I'm like, what have you guys been doing this whole time? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, overall, I, th- I think it's great. I'm happy about it. Um, would I like to see something different there? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Craig on that. Like I have a son and I mean, he likes the princess movies, you know, just as much as anything else. But uh, the shows at studios are kind of princess heavy um, with Frozen and Beauty and the Beast. So, um, yeah, or I don't know, something Marvel related. Now I'm just like stretching too far, uh, getting in my wish list. But um, yeah, ov- overall, I'm just very happy to be, you know, see something coming out of space. So we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Chris? I'm I'm so thrilled that area had just become a, a wasteland, right? And uh, I mean, all of all three pieces of that, as Hannah said, all three pieces were not really all needed a little freshy fresh. I'm glad they're giving it. They're not just bringing back the ride that had been there for a long, long time. They're giving it a a refresh. I'm I'm glad. You know, it's uh, it'll be nice to see something. Um, that's that's new there and uh, even if it is something that we've it's the same continuing the same uh, same tradition what i'd love to see in front of them is it always feels like when you get over like near uh, uh tower of terror and everything and then you're back there and you're kind of stuck it'd be nice if they could somehow connect that where the little mermaid is mm-hmm. to connect those so there's more of a walk around so you don't feel like you're having to walk back and forth um along you know the same area go back tread so i'd love to see them do that at some point i don't know i haven't looked at the google map to see if they can but um i mean that's what i would love to see see in that area and but disney's hollywood studios needs more so i'm glad they have more yeah, they technically could do that, but the problem was they would uh, be getting rid of cast member break room areas, and no. so they would be the ones impacted by that. But it's <laughs> it's there. I, I know I've walked it uh, before, and I've been I've had the opportunity to walk that exact path back when I was a cast member, and it's like yeah, it would be very convenient if the two were connected, and it 
you know, it could allow for some extra expansion too, but the cast members would definitely suffer from that. Uh, Rhino, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I'm happy to see some stuff going in here, which is, which is nice. Um, I don't know though. It is kind of a bummer where it's like, it's been closed for, it'll be closed for over four years and then it's kind of the same thing that's finally opening. And so, I, I mean, on the one hand, it's nice because it, it's definitely a new, it's a thing where it's going to be family, you know, everybody can kind of come and do it. Um, and that, that's nice. But I literally was having a conversation yesterday about how that whole, um, animation courtyard area where I was like, I would just demolish the whole thing and like kind of mm-hmm. either continue to extend Toy Story Land or build something else, like another, like attraction or something. So, um, this kind of feels like a sign that that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, um, that's kind of the only way, like, I'm not bummed out about it or at all. And I, I definitely agree with you. Little Mermaid is like massively represented at Walt Disney world, but it's just one of those where I was like, ah, oh, man, I was kind of hoping we'd had, we'd have something brand new on the horizon to look forward to. Well, we have, you know, there, there's so many movies they could still be mining. And I think that's my problem. You know, I've seen a lot of people suggest like, why not Tangled? Because so far Tangled still has just bathrooms at mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, minus like <laughs> Festival of Fantasy. But, uh, you know, it's a stage show based on Tangled could have been a hit. I would have loved to seen them do something with Big Hero 6. So it's not just getting all the attention out on the West Coast. Uh, Encanto seems like it would have been an easy win because I'm sure yeah. 10 years from now, they will want to make an attraction out of that. And you had this nice in-between time where you're like, oh, we could develop a stage show on this very, very quickly and, and get that into the park. So we're not just hanging hanging out with a meet and greet area. It seems like they could have done anything, but I mean, it also, these, these projects take time. So I understand that maybe when they first started this, it made sense to continue little mermaid. Uh, whereas now I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they could have gone in a different direction, but this area, I, I was going to talk about it during the, uh, the Christmas, uh, Christmas wish lists that we have, I have. Um, something needs to happen with Launch Bay. I get that it's a place to meet Star Wars characters, but the thing is just sad at this point. It's just, it, it makes no sense, uh, especially its place in Animation Courtyard. It is one thing when it was that like temporary, you know, purpose place before Galaxy's Edge and continue to like build up the Star Wars hype, but it doesn't have a place anymore. And with the Disney Junior area, I mean, (laughs) Bluey is the thing that kids are just watching nonstop. And I know that Disney doesn't own Bluey. They just license that show for Disney Plus and in their channels. But kids would literally melt If they all of a sudden announced a Bluey show there or just incorporate Bluey in any way. And I'm not sure where you get into the murkiness with theme park rights and stuff, but I feel like heads would literally explode. It would be Mm -hmm. like the kid equivalent of the Beatles showing up and parents can actually stand Mm -hmm. Bluey, too. So then it's like it's like a win-win situation. Adults who would melt, too. So it's very popular. Yeah, adults love it, too. Bluey's for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I 
I, my uh, wife, Kylie, she loves putting it on for Rory. My uh, parents put it on for Rory. Uh, Rory doesn't care about the show. I now think in my, <laughs> in my family, it has become just for, you know, every adult that's in the house. So it's like, Hey, if I have to put on a kid's show, at least it can be this. So it's, uh, it, it's just one of those things like do whatever you have to throw whatever ever money you have out there and get it in the park and make make that area a go-to place not just like oh hey yeah it's there and guess what a mermaid shows back it's been years (laughs) but we've got it back um well this is also not until fall i mean that's you know that's what 10 months away nine months away in disney Mm -hmm. parlance fall can mean the last day before winter so it could be a year from now um you know, it's and they need to yeah. get some things, new things. I mean, to attract people to come to the parks for next summer. For so it's, I my guess is that's why it's a Little Mermaid is because they could do it fairly efficiently and get it out there soon. But that's still that's still a good time away. Yeah, yeah, no, you're very right. It literally could be December what eighteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, and it's like, yep, we still hit it in that fall time period. But <laughs> I'm hoping it's not that long. I'm hoping it's one of those things where it's like we're giving you that date and we're going to be a little bit more aggressive and get it out there sooner. But it's again, it's exciting to finally use the space for something. It's not yeah. the only space that needs used and updated in that area, but it's it's better than nothing. And I don't know if that's even a good statement to make now, like Walt Disney World. <laughs> Whatever addition you give us, it's better than nothing. So, thumbs up. Uh, but we'll do a good job on the show, and it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the one on the Disney Wish. We're doing the Disney Wish in March. Uh, no, February. So I'll get to see the show on the Wish. Yeah, Did we. I haven't been on the wish since the media preview and we only got to watch for that small little portion. And Mm -hmm. I could not have wanted to be anywhere else more, uh, (laughs) more greatly in that moment. It just, it did not click and connect with me. And I'm glad they're not going that route with this show. Um, It's, you know, with Disney cruise line, it feels like they hit a decent formula with how they did beauty and the beast and Mm -hmm. entangled and frozen. Like why, you know, uh, why not do that with the little mermaid and maybe that's what this will kind of feel like back in this theater uh, a little bit more faithful to like what dcl would produce with the show but i'm uh i you know i should say my expectations are low in that maybe nothing really changes from the old show and it's just a couple new additions and lighting effects and upgrades to the building itself uh and then you know i won't be disappointed if that's all it is but i hope it really is like something that's that's new and exciting that makes you want to go see the show over and over again somebody mentioned marvel and of course disney can't do most marvel stuff in florida um but Mm -hmm. the captain america show out in out at disneyland was so awesome (laughs) and having that out in florida something like that uh where it's kind of brand new not not anything like it elsewhere would be so awesome yeah, I that's that's I why agree. I threw up Big Hero Six because I'm like, you yeah, know what? That's absolutely. the best of both worlds. You get, you know, you get some sort of Marvel in there in that way, and you're also yeah. paying tribute to Walt Disney Animation. I don't know how they would they could definitely couldn't really do a musical show unless we just have to suffer through that Fallout Boy song over and over again <laughs> on repeat. But uh, <laughs> that, that could be fun to someone out there. But yeah, it's uh, a yeah, what do you got, Hannah? 
Oh, I was just going to say, not me. That would not yeah. be. I, I love Big Hero yeah. 6, but uh, I, I'm good on the Fallout Boy part. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do so much Immortals. I know it's on Rhino's running playlist, though. <laughs> yeah. It's not. (laughs) Sure, it's not, buddy. We both know it is. Uh, Yeah, so they could do a lot with this space, but Little Mermaid, it's what we're getting in fall of 2024. Uh, There's a lot happening in fall 2024, and we're now going to talk all about it, specifically at Walt Disney World, uh, and really go over what's coming. And then, of course, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about what we wish would be announced for 2024 and beyond. But uh, the first thing we're going to start with, right out the gate is uh, what Disney's new market push is, which is less planning, more fun. Uh, And we will negate that with the next topic that we're moving on with, but (laughs) less planning, more fun. Uh, They're doing this through good to go dates for annual pass holders and cast members where uh, beginning January 11th, not necessarily it's not going to be a good to go date on January 11th, but we will have the good to go date calendar first Dates revealed on January 11th, where annual pass holders and cast members don't need a park reservation in order to show up to Walt Disney World. Of course, right now, we don't need that for after uh, 2 p.m. We can show up except weekends at Magic Kingdom. But uh, yeah, good to go dates. A nice addition. Uh, All day park hopping will be returning on January 9th, along with the Disney dining plan. And then guests with date based tickets. Of course, you won't need park reservations beginning January 9th. That's when all of the big stuff is happening. And yeah, with um, with this entire push, it's less planning equals more fun. So what? they are in that statement, they are acknowledging that the over planning isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's that's what's interesting about that that marketing thing being like less planning, more fun. We know we haven't been fun for a while. <laughs> like so, so weird, interesting tech. I have an issue with this as i'm sure maybe the travel agents would have too since planning is kind of part of their entire uh their entire purpose to help people plan the best vacations um so then we can negate it with one of the first topics i was going to talk about what's what's coming in 2024 and that's when they announced that uh, Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lanes will be able to be booked in advance at some point, along with other you know helpful changes to Genie Plus uh, in 2024. But the entire thing is, okay, they heard guest feedback that you want Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lanes to be able to book ahead of time. That requires, in my opinion, planning. planning. So yeah. you need. So is it less planning more equals planning. more fun? Or <laughs> we hear you loud and clear. You want more planning so you can have more fun. Only one right. of the two can provide the fun. Is it less planning well, and or the more planning? Lane, specifically, that lightning lane is going to lock you into a park for a specific day. So it's really like it adds in that like, okay, like sure. Sure, Jan. As a local, I am definitely in the camp of less planning equals more fun. But if I was still traveling to Walt Disney World, I would want the planning. I mean, it's I hate 
the the statement of less planning equals more fun because even if they're talking about those specific things, uh, we all know dining reservations. You still yeah. have to plan those out for the good restaurants. You still have to have a strategy of which parks do you want to go to. What what are your must dos and must sees if you're only here for a limited amount of time? So you still have all this planning that's involved. I really don't want the idea of less planning being the thing that is pushed forward because uh, that's when you're not going to have fun. Uh, I That's when you're going to end up being like, okay, guess I'm going to Nine Dragons or one of these other less favorable restaurants. I'm not knocking Nine Dragons. There's plenty of people who love it. Uh, but you know, it's it's also different when you're like, okay, I wanted to eat at Cinderella's Royal Table. I guess I'm eating at the Diamond Horseshoe. And the feel like I'm in the offshoot of the uh, what I couldn't get into Liberty Tree. But I yeah, just let people plan, in my opinion. I, I don't know if you guys agree with it, but I'm more of the, you know, go back to what people loved and embraced before. Not that they haven't learned how to work with Genie Plus now and not that you can't, you know, maximize your time with it. But why? Why? just not admit like, Hey, we kind of broke things. Let's go back and fix them. Mm-hmm. They'd like yeah, to dig I, the hole deeper. <laughs> well, they will dig a little, <laughs> deeper. Dig, we'll a get, little deeper. No, no, we'll <laughs> get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that in a little bit, but Hannah, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say that, yeah, it does feel kind of like it's a little too late. And it also, some of these things are those post COVID world changes that they made. So it it is definitely mixed messaging. I also, even as an annual pass holder and a local, having to now go check like, oh, is it a good to go day? I I don't know. Like I'm not, I think in general, it's good. I'm not super, that doesn't mean that much to me, I guess. Um, And then just, you know, also uh, with the planning piece of it, especially from the travel agent side, like to me, like, having a plan sets you up for success. Um, if you're not one of those people, if you want to come in and just, you know, do it as it comes, that's fine too. But I think if you don't have the system there for that, then everybody's going to fail. Like if you, I, I don't know, are not able to book things far enough in advance to get what you want or book your I, I don't know. It, it just seems like everybody's going to be, you know, fighting for it the day of. Um, so I, I I think in general, it's good. I feel like we're kind of, you know, going back to how things were a little bit. Um, but yeah, I guess time will tell. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are you? See, I'm curious to see if they bring back being able to pre-purchase Disney Genie Plus before. So you're not having to do it, particularly like we're in some of the busiest times of the year at, at Disney world. And you have to stay up until midnight to get Ginny plus cause it may sell out. And that to me is, and then having to be up at seven o'clock to book your first lightning light, that is not fun. Um, and so I think if they allowed you to pre-purchase it, so then you can wake up at a, either wake up at a reasonable time. What I hear a lot of clients say is I'd like it like fast pass plus was where you could book a couple early and then it goes on from there. Um, but that, again, that goes back to what Rhino said. That's a whole bunch of planning, right? Now, I think people kind of didn't mind that that much because, hey, I get to think about my trip and where I, what I'm going to do. And it helps you lead you along in that planning phase. Um, and, and the same thing with dining. Okay, well, where are we going to dine that's near the, you know, 
I love doing that. Um, so, but I think being able to pre-purchase Disney Genie Plus would be a, a big plus for them. And I'm also, and this is both selfishly for me as an agent, but also for me as somebody who stays at Disney World Resort hotels, having getting little perks for staying on property is is nice. And so, being able to do that earlier than other folks would be nice. Not that yeah. all you local folks don't. We don't want you to have perks too, but. Um, I mean, locals already have the ultimate perk that we are local. <laughs> and, uh, it's your backyard. You know, if, if we can, uh, if you're lucky enough to be local and afford an annual pass, then you pretty much have free reign to the park. And it has been such a long time where since we've had to worry about park reservations and, and such that I hate when they like bring up like good to go days. It's it'll make your life easier. It's like it hasn't really been that hard. Um, you know, the the limit on how many days you can hold for a park reservation is arguably tougher than necessarily getting into the parks that you want. And most of the time, I don't ever have any booked out reservations i usually do it day of and i never have an issue and you know if there is a problem it's like okay i guess i can't go until after two usually also not a problem so lo- locals i feel like we have it easy enough it's it's time that i think disney does put more focus uh you know i don't they need to have way more focus on the people coming in for expensive vacations versus locals and i, th- I think they do for the most part pay more attention to them but it's we they don't uh, i don't think they always need to bend over backwards to appease annual pass holders as much unless mm-hmm. they are like of the dvc variety or you know just out of state people who also have annual pass holders then it's a different situation but um yeah i i mean i i'm all for planning i'm i'm pro planning and i will say the only way i would you know go against the planning is if we could just take what Disneyland had that magical period where they had Max Pass mm-hmm. that everything was done digitally on your phone uh so easy the day of and it was a system that worked right if we could get that implemented at Walt Disney World and that's all it was um you know I know I know Genie Plus isn't far from it but Max Pass just worked if we could have that in that perfect system then I would be okay uh going forward without necessarily planning but is Otherwise, this Christmas list is this one of your Christmas list items? It's not. No, uh, maybe uh, maybe in someone else's, but it, it's not in mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Rhino, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag this on anymore. So you are you are anti planning though. Uh, I mean, planning to a certain extent, like you said, like you know, I get it. Like I, I don't know, it's it, for us the places that I would have to plan to go to are Disneyland. And so I try to think about it in um, like comparison, but it feels like a little more apples to oranges because everything is Mm -hmm. so close there. And because there's a lot less of a, of a um, dining reservation landscape to deal with like that sort of stuff that you, you can fly by the seat of your pants there as long as you're like, okay, I know I'm going to go to Disneyland on Thursday, you know, and I want to go to California adventure the next day. And, and um, so like that, sort of thing that's like fine i like to like have a general list like oh i you know i want to do this ride yeah. you know the eat these foods whenever we do it is fine i hate i think I, that's what i hate like being locked into very specific like minute by minute of the day because that are the elements that make me want to have a nervous breakdown 
and you're already currently there. And so happy holidays. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Merry Christmas. Things that cause you to constantly be staring at a phone your whole whole day, that yeah. to me is not not that fun. That being at Disneyland, I've had a hard time. Like if I want to eat at Napa Rose, it's hard to get a reservation. You have to do it 60 days out and you need to be on top of that. And, and no, I found it. Both, it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go together. I'm bougie. Um, I, I, you know, what I always tell people with Disney dining is it's a journey, not a destination and keep checking because people change plans all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes most of the reservations come open 24 hours before when people are figuring out their final plans. Those people who put, you know, four reservations at the same time and they cancel them. And so you have to keep checking all the time. And the, and, and like you said, just using like Napa Rose as an example is like some locations have that option to like go sit at a bar as opposed to like right. having the tabletop <laughs> reservation. So it's also important to like, once you get in, you know, go and check the restaurant too and, and yeah. see if there are other dining alternatives. Right. Maybe, you know, it won't work for maybe like a family of four, but if you're just two people or something or like Craig's case, you want to go and have a steak by yourself. Mm-hmm. Just sit at the bar, or do what I do, and just go sit down at a random table. Just hang out. <laughs> just like, is this seat taken? Oh, it's not. Nine I'll times out of right ten, they're not going to tell you to leave. They're just going to be like, uh, "He." It's it's the Corey Martin school of if you act like you're supposed to be there, they're not going to question it. So just go sit, choose a table, <laughs> sit down, and they're just going to give you the meal. It's going to be. Do they leave you with the tab yeah. too, though? <laughs> uh, no, that's for the next person. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well. I think we uh, we all have it. A little bit of planning equals more fun. But uh, we're going to move on to what else is happening in 2024. And, uh, of course, Festival of the Arts is happening uh, pretty quickly here in January. But last week, Disney gave us the dates for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And it's going to be kicking off on February 28th, 2024. It's still cold. The plants will die. The plants will be just fine. I, I mean, it, it's, it could be cold a couple days. They've had, they've had it before where they haven't been able to put out all the topiaries because they weren't in uh, peak shape. So that could easily happen. I'm just happy it's not on my birthday. I always hate when it falls on March 3rd and I'm like, Oh, great. I get to go look at flowers for my birthday. I know that sounds like uh, amazing for some people out there, but, uh, for me, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not quite the fun that I'm looking for. I uh, Festival of the Holidays on my birthday. That would be great. And then that means we'd have nine months of Festival of the Holidays, which is the Superior Festival. And I think I lost everyone. Oh, no. I can hear you Did now. I lose you all? Okay. I have everyone. Yep. Okay. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> so anyways, fest- uh, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, February 28th. Excited? I am. It's my favorite. So I, I'll take all the flower and garden I can get, actually, because it's like food and wine, but not as crowded and it's prettier. So yeah, it gets my vote. Chris V. And those topiaries are amazing and so fun to see. And I, I love it. I find uh, uh, the Festival of Arts is my favorite because I love seeing all the different kind of artwork that all the mm-hmm. artists do. But um, I think that's my second um, second favorite. Yeah, I have been uh, very excited. Some of the artists that show up at Festival of the Arts have started teasing their work. Uh, yeah, Jared Mariyama has been teasing a lot yeah. of his work, so it is, it's going to be great to see it. But we won't be there for day one because we'll be in California spending way too much money uh, 
towards Disney and run Disney. So thanks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Uh, Rhino, excited for Festival of the Flowers or whatever it's called. I mean, I, 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 it's, it, it's not my, I'm not anti whatever. I, I, I like, uh, I'm with Chris. I like, uh, the Festival of the Arts a lot. And, but my thing is like Epcot basically has a festival permanently like all year. And I like that. Uh, like I, so I look forward to the refresh in the booths that happens when a new festival, um, is upon no. us. So I look forward to that. Oh, you need a year round festival of the holidays so I can have that porchetta year round. <laughs> I had it again the and, other night. It was good. And peppermint beer. It's what I'm going to have tonight. So I'm going to make, um, I'm going to make Kylie my uh, favorite public soup. And then I'm going to go eat like four plates of porchetta and wonder why my pants don't fit. So <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll also have a beer. Uh, so then, uh, also this, uh, hopefully spring, we will have a nice update to star tours with new adventures coming. Mm-hmm. Of course, Disneyland is, uh, officially announced to kick off with the, uh, with the Star Wars Festival that they're happening at that park. So hopefully it's one of those things where it comes to Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris on the exact same date. Uh, but in terms of Hollywood Studios, yeah, they're, they're giving you a new reason to go back on Star Tours because, you know, minus this time of year when it's super busy, uh, it, Star Tours is now at that point. I feel like every single time I walk past it, it's anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. when you get to that point with an attraction that does take up a decent amount of space and is a, a not an e-ticket attraction, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say a D ticket, maybe maybe even a C because of its age. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it it should have longer than a 10 to 20 minute wait throughout the year. So um, I... I'm hoping that that does the trick for it, but I'd also be okay with them just saying goodbyes to the Star Tours eventually. I'd, I'd miss the Endor scene outside in the the ad app, but I don't know. I feel like Star Tours might an update. This might be the last update they should have, and then after that, it should be a see you real soon. I, I just honestly, it's just kind of shocking. It didn't go away with the opening of galaxy's edge like i get it that it was like oh well why would we close an attraction that people still visit but it it just it's always been especially at disneyland because they have them both in the same park so it's like a weird you're like what is this you know and um you know with hollywood studios the way it is it's kind of one of those where i'd be i you know i'm with you like i love the ewok village and everything like that but if they were to expand like muppets or you know, do something new with Indiana Jones over that way. You know, one of the two of those, just push those two further together or something like that. I'd be all for it. Give me Muppets. It sounds like they're doing Indiana Jones. Give me Muppets or give me death. Kingdom. Yeah. So yeah. give sounds me like Muppets. They're doing Indiana Jones over at Animal Kingdom. So they probably you know won't do that there. But Well, they should just retrofit the attraction. They don't even have to bulldoze the attraction because it's a motion simulator. You want to do a Muppets thing? Do do that like you that show you like the Muppets. The um, oh my God, what is it? What's the band called? Uh, the Muppet Mayhem. Oh, Muppet Mayhem. I know it was canceled, but it's one of those where I was like, okay, well, we all get in a van with the Muppets, and somebody's (laughs) driving us somewhere, and you know, and you could scramble it. It could be all different, like crazy destinations with the different Muppets. It'd be fun. You could, but I mean, ultimately, though, simulator attractions are rough, and I, I it's complete dated technology at this point mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, Soren kind of ruined that, where you're like, oh, I can have the experience of feeling like I'm flying, and it can be smooth and relaxing and enjoyable. Not this, where it's like, hey, get in a box and shake me up like box. I'm one of Rhino's, uh, one of Rhino's nightly cocktails. 
Because I know he's a shaken, not stirred kind of guy. Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah. <laughs> Saves and, you, and uh, goes back to you don't what have we the saying. glass. I don't have the thing to shake it. It's just, it's it goes back to what we were saying in the, earlier in the show about Star Wars being in three different locations. You know, Galaxy's Edge, and then you have Launch Bay, and then you have... And it's yeah. a little disappointed, but... Oh, my God. Why did I yeah. say Disneyland was the only one that had it in the same park? Both parks have it in the same park. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, but I agree. It's, it's even worse at Hollywood Studios because I wasn't even thinking about Launch Bay, the ghost town. It's where all the, yeah. that's where all the, the Star Wars ghosts go. Mm, Force ghost. Well, maybe they can figure this out. But like I said, Star Tours, give us the update and then... Next time you're thinking about updating it, let's just say goodbye to it. Uh, well, last week goodbye, I last week I put my foot in my mouth when I gave an honorable mention to Summer House on the Lake coming in 2024 mm-hmm. because they're like a day later. Like, guess what? No, we're actually going to open. Guess what, Craig Williams? We didn't like the sass. <laughs> yeah, they did not like the sass. Uh, but one thing. So yeah, I you know what it opened. We are going tomorrow, so we will have our review of it uh, later on this week. But one thing that definitely didn't make the 2023 timeline, and we knew it wasn't because they announced it'd be 2024. Uh, the cake bake shop uh, that is oh, yeah. still on track for sometime in 2024. Hopefully, it won't take much longer. I mean, it's a restaurant that's not like utilizing any new space it's not like they're building onto the boardwalk for it i just assume they have to change the kitchen over from mostly fryers and grills into actual uh, right. uh equipment that would be more suitable for baking and and such but yeah the cake bake shop still ovens. coming to disney's boardwalk what was that rhino they're they're actually they're called ovens ovens i call them the baking oh. the baking things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <Funny. laughs> I've, just a bunch of easy bakes back there. Oh, I've yeah, so they actually gutted that, though. So they completely gutted that space. Last time I went over there, it was like, it lo- it's the same shape as ESPN, but then, like, I, I don't quite understand what they had to do. But, um, yeah, it looks like it should be the same, but it's it's not. So Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. you have to think about it. It's years of, like, spilled beer and food and the smell <laughs> of greasy food <laughs> that you have to just completely eliminate from that space. So I think it's probably the most sanitary. The locker room. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I never liked walking into that uh, ESPN because it just always felt like, I, uh, it's it's they're showing sports, but I also don't feel like this place is ever cleaned. So uh, I'm fully fully on board with them uh, taking as much time as they needed to make sure it was a a beautiful environment for what looks to be a beautiful restaurant and uh, bakery. But yeah, just uh, I, I'm I I might not want to eat cake by the time they finally allow us to, which is sad. I'll just have to sit over at the cookie bar at the summer house. Mm. <laughs> Okay, though. Yeah. Um, hey, also uh, coming in 2024. I don't know if any of you have heard about this. It's a new attraction. I haven't talked about it a lot. Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, what? Uh, well, where's this going? Believe it or not, they got rid of Splash Mountain so they can put uh. in a Tiana attraction, Princess and the Frog. Nope. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's coming along. So uh, we recently got more of a look inside the attraction from the fine folks at ABC, a, a Disney company. And, uh, yeah, it is um, looking 
pretty good inside. I mean, they're going for a more realistic approach versus the uh, the the cartoonish look of the film that is a cartoon, believe it or not. Uh, but we also knew that they were going for a realistic look. That's why, you know, they sent me with Imagineers to New Orleans to see like, hey, this is this is where we went to study the foliage and get a feel for what the city in New Orleans is actually like so they can accurately recreate it in this attraction. And, you know, it's I, I don't feel like this attraction overlay feels like it's taking a lot of time. Uh, it actually feels like it's moving very quickly because construction to the exterior has just been happening faster and faster and faster and now seeing the inside and getting a look of it i know it's not a lot but i think it looks good i'm i'm definitely way more hyped for this attraction now than i was before and i was already pretty hyped about it but uh who's who's excited after seeing the little glimpse inside now i'm very excited i've i've been ready and i want more princess and the frog um I, I like that has a sweet spot in my heart being from Mississippi, being near. Actually, my parents live in a bayou, so uh, I'm basically Princess and the Frog as well. Uh, but no, I'm, I am very excited. I hope they open up a very cool gift shop. I would love to see Mickey Beignets. Um, I cannot wait for this attraction. Mm-hmm. Give me all would, of it. I would prefer frog beignets. Like not beignets made out of frogs, but like frog-shaped <laughs> beignets. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible. The legs would probably get too crispy, fall off. But maybe, <laughs> maybe a little tiara beignets. I don't know something, Ooh, something, fun, something just themed. like better than just Mickey beignets. Mickey beignets are are awesome, yeah. but I mean they're a little overdone by now, aren't they? Maybe no. Okay, no. delicious. And really, I mean they're comparable. Like I feel like the they're comparable enough to the ones at Cafe Dumont that like you know they're pretty solid. Chocolate dipping sauce. I'm just making a case for beignets at Magic Kingdom. That'd be great. I just, sorry, I had to just look away and listen. I just heard. Uh, I heard Corey have a existential crisis and breakdown oh. over the fact that you <laughs> just said that Mickey beignets are comparable to Cafe Du Monde. So okay, I guess that was a little unfair. But there, I have had some really worse versions of beignets. So, I mean, I think for Disney, I mean, we remember that time they did the gumbo recipe and it was like, I, I can't even remember. It was way off. So I'll, I'll just give Disney credit for it. So. Yeah. So Chris, where are you at on the uh, hype train for princess and the I'm, frog? Or are you not at all? I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, I think uh, I, I can't wait. It's been fun. It's seen. I saw it when I was down there, uh, what in November, saw some of the work that they were doing. And I, I think it'll, I'm hopeful that it'll be awesome. Um, I expect that it'll be awesome because they usually do great stuff. I think it'll be, I think it'll be great. And it was, it was, it's, it'll be great. I, you know, it's a movie that doesn't get nearly enough attention. And so more power to them. I'm glad that they're, that they're doing it. Yeah. And getting to see the new pieces of it is fantastic. So, exactly. So, and like only 15 years after the movie came out. So, pretty good timetable. Uh, Rhino, where are you at with it? Are you letting the good times roll already? Oh, laissez les bon temps brûler. That's right. <laughs> No, that's, that's, my that's all you got. Okay. <laughs> that <is my> <laughs> Fantastic. The end. Okay. So let's look at it this way. Uh, we are, we have two attractions that are planned for 2024. You have Tiana's Bayou Adventure as well as Little Mermaid, a musical adventure 
But that's not it. There's actually three that we know should open in 2024. You've probably already forgotten about it. I haven't. And that's Country Bear Jamboree. So the bottom of the poster uh, says 2024 on it. So we should be seeing it in 2024. But the fact that it is now December of 2023 and it hasn't closed yet, I'm wondering, you know, based on their normal timetables, I'm wondering how it it's going to make 2024 unless it's very much towards the end of 2024. I, you know, I'm sad. I don't, I I'm excited to see how they give this show some extra love and attention because it needs it. And I'm excited to see how they integrate the Disney music into it uh, a little bit more, but I'm, you know, I'm still going to miss this version of the show. So it's, it's one of the attractions that I try to convince everyone to go into. And uh, I have such a fondness for it, but yeah, it's uh, it's time to give it some extra love. And yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to see it go, but eventually they've got to shut those doors if they're going to get this thing open in 2024. I'm just like, when? It's, when? And it's always on my list of places where if you need to escape heat in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. it's a great place to sit in AC for, what is it, 22, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, and, and be, you know, have a little, have a great, and it's a great show, right? It's been, been there for a while, but it's a great show. Love it. It's, you know, even if you don't, just go and sit down. The benches are comfortable. So I I recommend sit in the back two rows. If you want to close the eyes, take a little nap. That's okay. No one's forcing you to actually watch the show. You can just, uh, you can take in the little bit of air conditioning that you get and, and be excited about that. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know how they make the 2024 timetable with this but we'll have to wait and see it's also it could be one of those things where they're only like changing out the costumes for the characters doing minor upgrades to the animatronics the speaker system and then at that point i'm like okay i guess you you could probably get this this ready to go pretty quickly i mean probably a lot of the thought and effort that had to go into it was what songs do we want to use who are we going to get to record them what are they going to actually sound like and in that part of the process everything else might just be simple but I'm not an Imagineer. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> very excited for it. And uh, with that, uh, we have two more uh, little things coming to Walt Disney World in 2024. I didn't mention Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza, but I feel like we've discussed that way too much in the past couple of weeks that uh, you know even more people would be tuning out if we talk about World Celebration one more time. Uh, so we'll just stay away from there. But uh, on the DVC side of things, it still counts even though it's DVC, but you have the Polynesian Village Resort Tower that is still slated for a 2024 opening, as well as the first of the renovated cabins at Fort Wilderness that are becoming DVC Mm -hmm. properties. Uh, Those are scheduled to open in 2024, uh, summer 2024. And uh, they, they shared a look at the interior of the new cabins and while it won't be enough to convince me to book uh, not just book, but uh, buy DVC, I do think those are pretty, pretty, pretty good looking inside. So I, I know some people just love the cabins and how they are now. I'm I'm one of them, but I think this also looks fresh and uh, still has that rustic feel to it. So I'm all for it. 
I like that they have the Murphy bed back again. Um, but what's weird, and I didn't notice it until you put it up on the screen, is that where the Murphy bed is, the TV is like on the right. So you mm-hmm. like, if you're sleeping in the living room, you can't really like you have to turn and watch the TV or something, right? Oh, I mean, just for the couch in general. Like if you want to watch yeah, TV on the yeah. couch, you're like cocking your head to the to the right. Why is the just TV to to there? It. Well, it doesn't make sense. I'm, now I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait, what? Well, it's Disney style with the Murphy beds that they have at the DVC resorts where and, you know, other places where the couch is butted up against it. And so as you fold down the bed, it kind of goes in with the couch. And I I know that it works well for them, but I'm not I'm not huge on that style. And yeah, the TV placement makes no sense. And I'm sure there's a window looking outside across from the the (laughs) the couch. So, you know what? People are on vacation. They're not there to watch TV. I, I, I say okay. that as a person who won't turn the TV off on vacation. Yeah. I've got to jump in and say, I am not excited about that refurb. Like I talk about <laughs> like my husband and I all the time were just like heartbroken. Uh, I love Fort wilderness. I love the campiness of it literally and figuratively. And um, I think it obviously needed uh, updates. I'm not dissing that DVC. I'm kind of neutral on that. It just is giving me that like Disney kind of, I'm sure you guys can hear my dog in the background. I thought you were Uh, wearing jewelry that was really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) All my diamonds. I wish. Uh, Yeah. Also, I don't have AirPods today, so I am uh, just faking it till I make it today. But um, yeah, it just, it doesn't to me, it's like so much of that Disney where it's like, we're going to paint the walls white. We're going to give you one nice picture of a character and that's it. Um, So I don't know. I'm not digging it. I'm sad about it. And actually the couch, the couch is set up that way now in the cabin. So it's kind of like same issue. Like the couch is on the wall and. But not right up against it. There's a little bit of distance. There's a little bit of difference. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't think about that. Now it's the TVs where the Murphy bed used to be. And now the couch is like by the thing, but yeah, it's not there. There is space though, because I, I was watching, right. t- like I stayed in a cabin earlier this year and I'm, I'm, I remember like I slept in the living room and I was like, um, I, I could watch TV just fine at night, yeah. but this one is like, this would be weird. Like looking at that angle, but you also like, you also make a really good point where I'm like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't really feel rustic. It kind of just looks like somebody's apartment. Mm hmm. Like a nice apartment. Yeah. I mean, they definitely I mean, could. They all have that very modern, that kind of modern esque feel to them, and and they feel less specific. It, it, they're not doing as much of the theming, other than as Craig said, you know, you have a couple, you have Chip and Dale there on the wall and stuff, but they're not. It's not as themed. It's more. You know, it could be a Marriott for all we know. Well, and, uh, it, it could use a little bit more wood inside there. But uh, during the pandemic, I stayed at one of the uh, getaway cabins. And I mean, in terms of look, it's not that far off. And uh, if you don't know what getaway cabins are, they're yeah, basically like, what? out. So <laughs> it's this company that basically they're like little tiny uh, cabins that you wouldn't want to sleep any more than up to like four people in. And they basically buy these campgrounds anywhere from like two to three hours outside major cities. And they're like these little, just, you know, kind of like 
they're getaways where uh, the cell service usually isn't great. So you can kind of unwind and distract. There's uh, unwind and not get distracted by uh, your phone. Uh, there's no TVs in there. So it's not like you're just watching TV. They're just like they're just placed in the middle of nowhere with your other getaway cabins around you. And you're just supposed to use that as a way to shut off and relax. And, uh, and I kind of get the same vibe from these and I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. And I think that's just where style is at right now. And I know that, uh, I know that not everyone is, is on board with it, but it's, it's one of those things it's industry wide. It's not just, Disney and you know if the if you go kitschy then that gets dated far faster than this kind of style just my opinion but oh I'm not I was I'm not anti um the cabin's like interior being updated or anything like that I just I don't know that I it's just my thing is like you're still on a campground and so it feels a little more it feels a little more um I don't want to say trailer park it feels a little more (laughs) Um, because technically it kind of is a I mean, trailer park. Too. They are, so, yeah. um, but, but it, it feels much more, well, I guess it's DVC. So I guess this is the point that it feels like a living space as opposed to a vacation destination space. And maybe that, maybe that's what, that's the point, right? Like, so I'm, you know, it's a home away from home. So it does look like a small home. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I, I, I don't I necessarily the Murphy beds that they have because a they're full beds or the fold out couches. I, I know they're much better, but at least the Murphy bed is a full, full bed and mattress. It's much better than the, uh, mm-hmm. than the fold out ones. So for me, thumbs up on those. Yeah. 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 I think we all are a fan of Murphy beds. Hopefully Murphy's still getting residuals on his name <laughs> being used for beds or her. I'm not sure who Murphy was, but. Mr. and Mrs. Bed. I hope they're getting it. Yeah, Mr. Bed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what's coming in 2024. And now we're going to move on to the fun part of our show, if that wasn't already fun enough. And we're going to talk about what's on our our Christmas wish list. And uh, I had a full list uh, spelled out, like Bluey in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I've, I've still got a couple more. But I'm going to kick things off right now uh, because it wasn't necessarily planned this way but it's been a crazy 24 hours in the theme park world uh yesterday alicia stella and orlando park stop theme park stop uh broke that comcast and nbc universal uh bought up land in england and are using it as a potential new uh theme park and obviously uh they're building universal kids resort in texas and horrors unleashed in las vegas and now they're potentially eyeing england as another full-fledged theme park uh that was yesterday and then this morning the uh the town that they're going to build it in bedford england they had the uh their newspaper actually confirmed it the bedford independent confirmed with universal uh that they in fact did buy the land and said we recently acquired land in bedford and are at the early stages of exploring its feasibility for a potential park and resort at the site it'll be many months before we're ready to make a decision to proceed and we look forward to engaging with all relevant stakeholders in the local community and that no creative content of the park has been determined and they're still in the very early stages of planning in the potential project whether or not it goes forward uh the first thing that i want from disney is i want 
something that's a massive, massive swing because mm-hmm. uh, Universal is. They not announced the down. story living today again. <laughs> more, more. That was their the comeback? Living. Was the yeah the North Carolina one now? And they're like, well, guess what? More thing, more super rich places. Like, oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure story living is perfect for someone. It's not something that I'm eyeing at any point in my life, but Universal is in currently going all steam ahead, all, all engines forward, whatever phrase I'm looking to try to use with this, but I can't come up with it. They are, they are all in on Epic Universe to the point that rides have become testing and <laughs> we're still a year away from this park opening. And you have Texas, you have the smaller establishment in Vegas, and now potentially uh, it, what Alicia's saying and Park Stop saying is this could be ready by 2030 if they decide to move forward with it. Disney needs to step up, whether it's at Walt Disney World or in a different part of the United States. I think they're pretty good internationally. Like, I would never want to see Disney go to England. You already have Disneyland Paris. Uh, the the people in Great Britain, they travel across to, to Disneyland Paris if they need quicker getaways than coming all the way here uh, to the United States. But I Disney's got to make a big response. At some point. And that's the first thing I want from them. If they could give us one good thing for Christmas, give us give us something. Give us give us your best. I don't want to say necessarily a new park because I feel like they can't find the staff to be able to run that park. They won't be able to find the cast members. But give us something epic that we can finally well, sink our teeth into. A new park it doesn't have to be here. It doesn't have to be in Disneyland. Pop it into the Midwest somewhere or Maine or something like that. I don't know. You know, Pacific Northwest for crying out loud. You know, Canada. Uh, Like, you know, something like that. That's the that's the interesting part is that I feel like Universal kind of looked at their like, what do we do? Well, Halloween Horror Nights. Okay, you know, and like, all right. So like we clearly people are thirsty for this all year. How can we benefit from that? You know? And and that's what's really clever. And also Universal doesn't have a park on that portion of the hemisphere, you know, or the world or whatever, which so I, I also think it's kind of fascinating is that I in that video that that they did, um, that Alicia did was um they were talking about there's another town right there that is currently being developed like to be the next like their Hollywood, like their next generation mm-hmm. of like film studios and Universal popping a park right next to that too. That seems like that's going to be great for business it it, you know what i mean like and so it's i don't know you're right like that there seems like there's so much potential for like anything to happen there and right now with disney what are we going to get another blue blue sky announcement about like we could do this oh look at someone drew a picture like I, I think that's kind of the exhausting thing with Disney right now. And, and like you said, like, you know, there's stuff that needs work obviously here at Walt Disney world and, and then, uh, you know, other parks and stuff like that. But I, I I'm with you a hundred percent, Craig, like I would love to see something and also something that could be accessible to people that don't just come to Florida or California, put it somewhere else, you know, I, I'm guilty, like, you know, selfishly, I kind of want it on the North American continent so I can go easier, but like, you know, just something, something else. Like, and it doesn't have to be a full theme park or something like that. You know, like yeah. just, just, you know, bring that storytelling yeah. outside cool. of the, and I didn't mean to knock the story living either. I'm just jealous. I think because I'll never be able to make the amount of money it would cost to, uh, th- that it would cost to live in any of these communities. So it's pure jealousy. And I'll be a hundred percent honest about that. 
Oh, North yeah, Carolina's a really better price point, Rhino. This could be your chance. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's still going to be million dollar homes with a probably thousand dollar a month HOA payment for all the stuff you get. But uh, (laughs) that's all just guessing on that. But I, I mean, you're right, Rhino. They can't do blue sky again. Whatever comes next has to be a true announcement and it's got to be something solid. And granted, I doubt Universal was ready for any of this to come out. Um, they, uh, you know, Alicia is so good at what she mm-hmm. does that it's one of those things where she just dug in, investigated with the help of her team and figured out all this stuff that Universal is probably pulling their hair out about right now. And we were not ready and did not want this to come out, but uh, it did. And it's just another thing that Disney has to consider. They have to start looking at it more because, you know, too, if I I don't, it's never going to be a replacement for coming to the, you know, coming to the, the, two parks we have here in the United States, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. It's not like it's not like it's going to be this premier destination where everyone's going to want to just stay in England or just travel to England for that. They they still want to pull people to the United States. Uh but it also hurts when then they're like, "Okay, well we'll we'll do England this year or next year, two years in a row and then we'll come to mm-hmm. Orlando." And those those trips that where a yearly tradition could start to become less and less of a tradition. So it's something that Disney, I think should be concerned about in that way. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, really really smart because it's their way of tapping into that market. I mean, so we talk about it all the time, you know, how many people have we met at universal, you know, who are international people. We meet, we meet a lot of Irish people and a lot of British people there. Irish, Scottish, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I always think that, a lot of them sometimes are like, we really committed to Universal on this trip and we're also doing Disney, but you know, and it's that draw. But now, if it's half the price, a quarter of the price, you know, or you, no, that's going the wrong direction, but you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, I, I just, it's, it's so much more feasible to be able to do a park that you could just drive to, you know, and you're, you're not paying thousands of dollars for airplane tickets for your entire family. You know, how many, how many, it, what's always amazing to me is how many international travelers we meet where we'll be like, Oh, how long are you here for? And they're like, well, 21 days. And you're like, <laughs> sweet Jesus. Um, so, you know, ima- th- now they can have those little trips and, you know, it, it, for them, it, it's kind of is like what you said that will eventually start pulling at Walt Disney world. I feel like. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I'm happy so. for healthy competition. Competition is good for Disney. So I, I say we benefit in that too. You know, yeah, we all win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As long as I just they wish step Disney up. would actually compete. It's time for them to compete. As as yeah. Craig said, we've had a lot of blue sky, and now some. We need to actually hear plans, and because yeah. they mm-hmm. have another park that's going to open in 2025, and they haven't really done anything to announce what they're doing, in, you know, in response. And they need like two e-ticket attractions in each park, yeah. and. Hopefully yeah. we'll hear something this year. That well, would be hopefully. It's uh we're we're in a tortoise in the hare situation where Walt Disney right. World was the tortoise for such a long time. Sorry, of the hare for such a long time. And that universal tortoise is starting to uh starting to catch up. And I don't think they're ever going to win the race and knock out Walt Disney World completely in terms of market share in Orlando, but it's it could definitely take a lot more. There's there's room and if, for universal. And if things to grow. take as long as Tron took to build, I mean, that's th- what I'm those saying. Yeah. Won't be, 
Those right. things won't be built until 2075. I mean, it's, you know, it's a long time. It took Tron a long time to get built. And, and, and Universal's built a whole park in West High. It's so I also like this is their moment. Like, okay, they want to make a point about every difficulty they've had in Florida in the last little bit here. Okay, well, build a theme park in Virginia. Like, mm-hmm. or you know, build your next investment in a different place that, and be like, well, we're just diversifying, you know, and like so I, I don't I don't know. It just seems it seems Fair very point. like I don't know, are they just intentionally trying to get Disney fans unexcited? I, that's the weird part, right? Like I, I and I like Disney. I, obviously, you know, I, I, I'll never let my Disneyland annual pass go or anything, you know, even though I probably should. But like, it's like I, I, we, we, we care and we want the best, and we are rooting for for it. So it's not. Absolutely. I don't. I don't mean to to be all negative. It's. I think we're just kind of like. It's kind of the wind feels like it's coming out of the sails a little bit, and you're just you're like, give us, give us, you know, give us something. Yeah. And I, think, I mean, but I also I want to say too, look at the list of everything we talked about coming to 2024. Right. That's and you could look back at mm-hmm. everything that came in 2023 that we went on and on about last week. It's not that they're not doing anything in a big way. I mean, they are. It's just taking everything is taking so long. <laughs> and, you know, for some people, when it, it takes that long, it just it can never live up to the expectations after mm-hmm. that much time. And it feels dated by the time it actually hits here. So I definitely don't want to knock Disney for like just saying they're not they're sitting around not doing anything. They're doing a lot. It's just they have to get more aggressive and mm-hmm. try to be more timely with everything. And you know what? Don't be afraid to take a big swing here. Don't you know what? If it go crazy, if it fails, it fails. In the grand scheme of Disney, I mean, it, it can't be worse than what they're dealing with with Disney Plus financials right now. So, uh, you know, for the parks, there's a lot of people are going to visit. Place. I am. I will say, I am so excited to go to Epcot and not see walls every place. That will be. <laughs> I will be so excited to to have. I know there's still a few walls around, but just to Almost have gone. it not be wall every place will be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I think in the United States if you build a Disney park people will come. It just has to be right. in if you an build area it, that they will come. It has to be in an area that I think they can find cast members to work it. I think that's the most important thing for them in terms of weather issues, you know, it's uh, that's that's minor um they they can figure out ways around it i know that we i have know hurricanes that Walt- here there's earthquakes in disneyland you know what i mean like they're not unheard of they had an earthquake like last week oh i know and you see you know when disneyland paris is lucky enough to get snow you see how magical oh, that jealous. is yes it also impacts the parks but it's magical when you see tokyo parks with snow it's magical uh if i see one more video from universal beijing with their hogwarts covered in snow i'm going to rip my hair out because i'm like this is how it was intended to be seen and i just want to see that so it's weather weather is just one small part of it go find the place that works go crazy with it people will show up they just have to you know they have to take that leap um and we'll see if they do that. So uh, we know they're willing to in some areas. Disney Cruise Line, they're definitely leaping in a big way. Mm-hmm. I want to see it with the parks, though. But um, who else has uh, something on their their wish list for Christmas from Disney this year? 
I can just give a few of mine kind of piggybacking off that. I feel like it's going to be a big year for D23, which is great. Uh, But that means announcements and things that won't be here for a while. So in the meantime, I would really like to see, uh, since it's a holiday season, more holiday overlays, things that they can do to existing um, attractions that would make it special or seasonal Um, And then also uh, just working with what we have, I would like to see um, maybe free dining or something for my clients because, you know, things are expensive right now. And if you're not um, motivated to go to Disney already and things are so expensive, it, it might be a harder year for people to travel. So I hope that Disney kind of takes that into account and offers um, either some better discounts or some unique packages, um, free dining. I'm glad the dining plan is coming back. Just something to, you know, allow people to come to Disney World next year. Um, So this would be my not very exciting wish list. Um, Oh, one that I thought about is uh, since we're redoing the Country Bears, I would love some TLC brought over to Carousel of Progress. I know that's not uh, a very sexy topic, but that would make me <laughs> very happy <laughs> to see some love brought over to Carousel of Progress or stuff like that, right? Like, I know that Disney can't just open a new attraction or a new land next year. So what can you give me like that, you know, to have me excited um, for some of the things we already have? I I, mother deserves a new sweater. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. Mine weren't, mine weren't nearly as grandiose as yours. Uh, yours was uh, Craig, but um, uh, just uh, um, one of the things. And I mentioned it earlier. If they could simplify Disney Genie Plus a little bit, I think people would really, really appreciate that. Figuring out how to make it a little bit easier. I think offering ability to pre-book it would be one of those steps. Um, on my bigger scale, something like. Um, people love the Skyliner resorts. If they could expand the Skyliner to places like if you could take it over to Disney Springs to uh, expand it over to animal kingdom uh, or an animal kingdom lodge. So it had more ways of getting around other than just buses. I think that would be a huge add to, and it's such a fun way to travel. And, and I think people really enjoy it and love it. So. Agree. Agree. Rhino. What about you? Um, I kind of, you know, you said restaurants and I, I think it's, you know, we have some stuff coming or, uh, some stuff that just open, we're going to eat at, you know, and, um, I just, I was, I'm, I'm enjoying the addition of these new eateries. And I, I was saying it in a conversation I was having with somebody yesterday is that, you know, um, one of the big things I've always loved at Disneyland is when they have a celebration, like they really have, like they go all out in terms of like the food kind of being, represented everywhere as part of that. And I think Walt Disney world is definitely taking like leaps and bounds toward that. And, um, like last night, um, I did Jollywood nights again and I got to try those savory, um, the, um, uh, the popovers, not elephant ears. Not, no, no, no. I did have that, but the, the fried dough, the, 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 the savory fried dough stuff. Um, funnel cake. That's what you guys call it. Funnel cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? I knew I was like there eventually. How many syllables? Um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Okay. The in, savory in funnel cakes. Fried dough. So, the uh, savory uh, funnel the, cakes from uh, Dockside Diner. 
Yes. Yeah. So there was like a Korean fried chicken and there was, a, and I remember thinking like, it's unhinged. I need to try it. And they were both really good. There was that and a brisket one. And they were, I was like, man, this is something I'm like, I'd love to see things like this on the regular, like more often or like something that would open like this. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I'd love to see um, some more like Asian um, restaurants open. Like I, I'd love to see some Filipino cuisine sort of represented um, or maybe like Thai um, just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we're right on that cusp where Walt Disney World is finally starting to get being like, well, some stuff can be spicy and st- some stuff can, you know, you know, be this way or that way. And I and I I'm enjoying it. And so I'm I'm wishful that in the new year, maybe we'll get to see um, more of that sort of fun stuff. So my fingers are crossed. Yeah. So how did you feel about Jollywood Nights on your second go around? Do you think that they improved it enough to uh, continue it next year? Um, I definitely think it was an improvement from the first night for sure. Um, I still don't think it was maybe worth the money to do it. Um, because it does feel like an event that for, for me, it, 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 it feels like you definitely have to spend to get the most out of it. So like when you go to the Christmas party, that was less, I believe on some nights, you know, if not all always you like, you do get all those cookies and the drinks and, you know, and you get parade fireworks, you know, um, and shows and stuff. And like here, the, the nightmare before Christmas show was great. That was great. I loved that. Um, and the band, I got to see the band for the, the tip top lounge. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, they were phenomenal as well. And those two, like, that's kind of how I started the night. And I was like, this is such a highlight, but there is really like, if you're the miss the, the Muppet show, um, and then, um, jingle bell jingle bam it, it's kind of like there needs to be m- a little bit more like you mm. know th- more snow maybe in more places there was a dj out in the in the the center area in front of the mickey and minnie's runaway railway this time with extra characters that weren't listed there was lights and projections and stuff out there so that was dark on the first night we went through and so like that really did improve the vibe and brightened up the area and thing like that. I'd like to see it push even further back. Like toy story land definitely has, you know, that seeing the lights quiet. up in there. Um, but it was quite, yeah, it was, it was like, I wanted that energy to continue and galaxy's edge was like a ghost town and I get it. Maybe there's yeah. something in there where they don't want to do Christmas related stuff, but I still think they really should lean into life day and, that, and like, and do something in the cantina, like have a seasonal drink, like lean into that little bit of the ridiculous stuff. You, you used to have star Wars weekends, so just get over yourself and like mm-hmm. sort of do, you know, get a B Arthur like character that's in there. And that's the cantina. Like, let's see Oga. You know, like what, where's Oga during this party? That would have been fun. That would have been cool. You know? Um, and I, so I just feel like there needs to be just a little bit more life to it. But again, it does feel like such an expensive experience. Like you really do. It really, there was some great food items to be tried and some good drinks to be had, um, that really should kind of be available more than just at that party is kind of the, the I feel like what I'm saying, because the party kind of hinges on that almost and so like i don't like a thing where you like have to spend money to spend money to spend money like you know yeah you can't i feel like you're just you're going in and you're not getting the same out of it unless you because it's sold as like sort of that you know fancy old hollywood right 
But so my only thing I'll say about that is I bought my tickets like probably a lot of people did all the way back in July. So at mm-hmm. this point, uh, again, with uh, the, the what Erica tried to teach us about the girl math or whatever, um, I already paid for that for so long now that when I walk in uh, to the final party tomorrow night and I'm spending on. money. It's not going to feel like, oh, I already bought this ticket, and now I'm also spending this money. I already forgot about the money I spent on the ticket. It's 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 been refreshed at this point. So I, I think that might be for a lot of people, too, where you know, they've, they've, put it, they've put it behind that they bought the tickets. But if you bought your tickets like yesterday and then you're spending all yeah. that money, yeah, I totally can see how that well, adds up quick. I will say, too, what was nice is of, of some places had, I feel like they were doing the right cue where it would be like, you know, the, the, they were the smaller portions of stuff. And so it was like, you know, it would be like six fifty for this thing, you know, mm-hmm. se- seven bucks for this food item and stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I, I did appreciate that aspect of it where they were kind of like, okay, we know that we want to sell this as that dining and drinking really being a really big part of this, you know, and, and food and wine does the same thing. So, you know, it's not, it's obviously not the first time Disney's done something like this. So it's just one of those things where like, I like that they leaned into that food and wine thing where they were like, okay, we know you want to have more. And so we don't want to sell you on like a $15 one thing, you know, stop and you're done. So I like that. I I think I would like to see the party again next year because I also think seeing there was a lot more people dressed up like in, in the, like how they wanted people to be this night than there was that first night. So I don't know that people completely understood it yet. So I think like, and I don't even know that Disney under completely understood it when they planned it either. So I think now that we've kind of seen it functioning, I, yeah. I think I just like to see it sort of enhanced because I think next year people will definitely, there'll be a lot more people dressed up, you know, sort of a thing. And I think they'll be able to like that band, that tip top band, they should have been uh-huh. on the balcony. And I don't know, maybe they just can't be up there or something like that, but they felt like they should have been more front and center. Like that should, there should have been more of that throughout the park. Like I know in the Latin area we had our band and stuff, but it was the best the entertainment, band, you know? Yeah. She was so good. Yeah. So, so she good. Was excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's great to hear. I'm uh, very excited for tomorrow night for my last one. And uh, yeah, I hope it comes back next year. But uh, Hannah, can I just ask real quick? How was yes. Mr. Fraser? Oh, he was I fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but I she actually her. sat down for it. You didn't. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. I had a dining <laughs> package. I couldn't afford Dollywood, but I could afford the dining package. Where did you eat? <laughs> Um, ate at Garden Grill, but we took, um, actually, yeah, the food was really nice. oh, I know that's true. Um, <laughs> the food was pretty good. Uh, and then it was kind of a compromise because I knew my son was going to not have fun necessarily at Candlelight. So I was like, here, let's meet Chip and Dale. And then you're going to, um, I'm going to educate you on the Renaissance, but no, he was, um, he was very good. Like it was amazing just hearing him. Like he's got that iconic voice. So just like hearing him tell the Christmas story was funny. He didn't, I was hoping he would like get more personal and he didn't, mm. you know, I guess when you've won yeah. an Oscar, you can just show up and do your <laughs> thing and get out. But um, yeah, that that's always like, we love that during the holidays. So. Yeah. I, 
So I, I still love him, of course. I grew up with The Mummy, George of the Jungle, Blast from the Past, all Airheads. all his movies, Encino Man, uh, Airheads, yes, all those. So I love him, but it was when he started doing the podcast uh, you know, tour for uh, leading up to the Oscars last year. It's when I was like, oh, no, he's kind of like really arrogant about himself as an actor and i it kind of bummed me out but i was still hoping that he was enjoyable and did a good job telling the story i i didn't get to go uh because of my travels but i i I hope he comes back so i can see him next year if if you think he was good enough to come back i think so and the people i think think so too like i've never seen lines like that for candlelight ever so um, we did the 7.30 show and it was backed up to France for the dining yeah. package. So I get it. Uh, yeah. It's, people, it, it, people are willing to pay. Well, and it's <laughs> just because with like, I don't want to say other actors are accessible, but it's really, when have you ever had the chance in your life to go see Brendan Fraser? It's something like, right. It, it, at some point I feel like I can walk through a park and maybe I'll spot Neil Patrick Harris. Maybe Rhino will hang out with him in star cruiser. <laughs> um, like he's around and even John Stamos, like it's, yeah. I, I feel like there's some celebrities where you're like, yeah, they go to Disney all the time. And maybe you could like sneak a peek at them every now and then, but someone like Brendan, it's like, when when are you ever going yeah. to see him? Does yeah. he even go into public? They don't public? exist in the same realm as us, you know. Yeah, but I'm happy to hear that it was cool. I'm I'm very jealous mm-hmm. of both of you. But uh, I've got I know we're already way long, but you know it's the final show of the year. I want to mm-hmm. send people off on. My mail showed up here, and I think someone's going to steal it. So, <laughs> oh well, you know what? That's 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 your problem. I hope it wasn't valuable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send the dogs out to collect it we'll, get like we'll one know. of those clips <laughs> where they uh do it but um so i just have a couple things so that i had on my wish list besides uh responding to universal uh a freaking nighttime parade or any parade in general hey, i'm we have festival the fan festival of fantasy i am i'm over festival of fantasy it's had a great 10-year run minus its time down during the pandemic and after, but it's an old parade. It's it's a great parade, but it's old. Um, it's especially after watching magic happen so many times in Disneyland, Mm -hmm. give us something more exciting. If it can be at night with twinkling lights, then I can also accept keeping festival fantasy, keep, keep a you know a stalwart by day give us something fresh at night but mm-hmm. come on announce and give us a big present announce a nighttime parade you will have so many people out there just praising you for that even if the parade Thank isn't you. good um you know mm-hmm. voyage a little mermaid kind of boring but getting a little refreshed hopefully a good show it's about time that Beauty and the Beast live on stage gets the same thing. And it's not the first time mm-hmm. I've complained about this mm-hmm. before, but this show needs to go. And it is so much real estate put in something that deserves to be on that stage, not Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Or or if you want to keep that, do something with Indiana Jones. One of those, one of the two has to go, if not both of them. But yeah. keep keep one, get rid of the other, freshen it up. Just you make the choice, but give us one of those. And then the last thing is going to be very obnoxious because it is so minor and minute. I think the only three people who care about it are myself, Rhino, and our friend Brooke. They promised us a Gaia vinyl record back in what? April, and they never actually released it and obviously star star cruiser closed so i doubt they're going to now at this point but 
please. <laughs> I, I still want it. I I'll take any Disney releases on vinyl. Just keep pumping those out, but give me the guy one. And that's, I those are the I last. Think I realized that, that there was oh, going to yeah. be a vinyl and now you've got me shot up here and then now I'm down here. I wouldn't even <laughs> listen to it. It's just a collectible thing. I just want, I want Gaia to sit there because I don't like the recordings they did of her. I got, I got it. a picture of Gaia right up here. Can't even see it. It's right here. Yeah. Right here. I mean, business. We can't. I love it. Who doesn't love Gaia? Gaia is, there you go. Autograph. That's it. By Gaia herself. Yeah. She stamped it with her necklace and everything. You, it's kind of hard to see, but it's in there. I can't see that, but that's okay. Uh, so yeah, but of the three that I mentioned, definitely the priority towards the parade with a little bit towards Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So, parade would be yeah. huge. Nighttime parade would be huge. Yeah. I, it just, it seems like an easy victory for them. Yeah. And I know someone has to be watching social media, listening to YouTubers, listening to podcasts that have all complained about it for years. Not just us, literally everyone asking for it. Just do it. Figure it out. Do it. It's easy to say that from my seat, but you know what? Just, just it would give be it, a great draw. It. It's a keep. I mean, it, it, people would love it. It would. It, what a way to make your your uh, um, guests happy. I mean, yeah. And just ship you know one of Disneyland's. That's fine. No, I don't want to. I'll take it. I, I want something <laughs> new and fresh. Uh, what I would be okay with in terms of giving up on this, it doesn't need to be a Magic Kingdom. Uh, put it at Hollywood Studios, even though it's almost so short that it's not even worth it. But if that's what they have to do, put it in Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom, they cannot figure out nighttime after mm-hmm. trying so much for it. Uh, you know, bring a parade back there and do it at night. Do it that way. So you keep that park invigorated mm-hmm. at night. It can keep the volume levels low enough that it's not disturbing the animals for the most part. Seems like something that could work. So I'd be okay because Magic Kingdom is crazy enough at fireworks time already. I I understand not wanting to make it worse. So move it to a different park if you have to. That's my opinion on it. But anyone else have any final Christmas uh, wish list items that you have on there? Or should we say goodbye for 2023? 2024 list, the Disney Treasure also uh, comes in 2024. So we get that as well. We do. We do. And, uh, very, very exciting that we'll have it right right in time for Christmas. Right, so, exactly. <laughs> literally a Christmas present. Yeah, a, the best Christmas present DCL could give us, a brand new ship. Right. God bless exactly. us, everyone. But okay, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it then for our final roundtable discussion of 2023. We'll still have uh, plenty of content, including a review of Summer House. And, you know, uh, we've got some Tap House talks lined up with Rhino and a lot of other content to come over the next couple weeks. And when we come back in January, uh, right now, we are still in the process of building out our new studio, so I'm not sure if our first show will be uh, still virtual or if it'll be set up in our new environment, but we will uh, definitely keep 
you updated. Uh, we'll continue. We've been posting some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff of the new studio space on Patreon. And, of course, if you want to support us more, you can over at patreon.com slash disunlimited. You have access uh, to various things at certain levels, uh, including uh, our Patreon post show plus other exclusive shows and fun behind-the-scenes content. So, yeah, get more information over at patreon.com slash disunlimited. Uh, but if you also want to support us more, you can book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel uh, with awesome agents like Hannah and Chris. <laughs> so, um, guys, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Thank you very much. It was fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you were watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. If you were wa- uh, listening to this, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave us a rating and review, that would also mean the world to us. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unlimited podcast. We will see you again in 2024 with more new live episodes of the Dis Unlimited podcast. Take care, everyone. I hope you have a happy holiday season. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, for now, we've come to the end, or should I say the beginning of your future. Goodbye.